Hello and welcome everyone. This is Otari and I hope you all are doing well. Thank you so much for your support towards the podcast. I finally gathered a bit of courage and gave this one a shot. And I'm extremely excited to get started with the first episode. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, enjoy the rain and give me all your attention. So today we're going to talk about something everyone is talking about quite literally because it is really pinching the pockets. And as you rightly guessed, the rising fuel prices in India. As of July 2021, more than 10 states have crossed the 100 marker and to buy a liter of petrol or diesel you probably pay around 60% of your money as taxes. So I'll try to decode the topics like what determines the price of petrol and diesel in the international market. what is the pricing system of fuel why are the prices rising in the first place do global prices and oil bonds play any role at all the impact of rising prices is the fuel price deregulated at all and if it makes sense for gst to be adopted like everything you would like to know about the current petrol prices so let's go coming to the first topic the international market of crude oil As we all know petrol is made from crude oil which India does not have much of uh, which is why India ends up importing around 84% of its crude oil and the main producers of crude oil are WTI which is by the USA Brent which is the North European Sea and OPEC which is the Middle East and Saudi Arabia now India imports around 83% of its imported crude oil from OPEC So as for basic economics a change in the international demand or supply of crude oil should ideally change the price of petrol and diesel in India. Now coming to what happened last year. In the light of covid the international demand of crude oil in 2020 slumped by 10% and this 10% is actually a huge amount it comes to around 9 million barrels per day. Now so many nations imposed lockdowns So since the demand decreased due to the lockdowns the prices of crude oil obviously decreased and uh, just to give you an idea the prices went down from 65.1 US dollar per barrel in Jan 2020 which was the time when most of the lockdowns weren't imposed yet to 17.6 US dollar per barrel in April 2020 just 4 months into the uh, global lockdowns So before we get to the whys and hows of the price rise we need to know the pricing system there's a base price which is the price of crude oil on that base price state government tax which is vat plus central government tax which is excise duty plus the dealers commission and freight charges are added just note that the excise duty and vat further includes a few arbitrary taxes as well like road and infra cess or agricultural cess Now that gives us the retail price of petrol which is charged to the end consumers. Now where does the tax go? Well, typically the revenue the state and the central government earn is used to balance the fiscal deficit or fund government programs. Why is the central tax more than the state tax? Simply because the central expenditure is more than the state expenditure and the central also redistributes 42% of its excise duty back to the states. Now coming to the arguments imposed by the central government. It is claimed by them that the domestic prices are high due to the rise in global prices and it also blamed the UPA government for the oil bonds. We will definitely go deep into the topics to understand if they have put forth a sensible argument. So what is the case of global price rise? Well, um, in Jan 2021, OPEC 
with much pride said that it is the guardian of the oil industry in the world which is why it must protect the oil industry as a result it just slashed the supply of uh, crude oil very drastically i mean what happened is the global prices went down during the lockdowns by different countries in 2020 right so these guys were incurring you know losses big time now that the world was finally opening up opec considered this to be the right time to recover the costs and play its monopolist card so it decided to slash the supply and artificially adjust the price to its normal levels now this set the global prices pretty high from jan 2021 but when the pandemic was at its peak on a global scale and the crude oil prices touched historical low we noticed that neither the central nor the state government decreased the taxes so the argument of the global price rise does not really make sense in this case In a nutshell if the global crude oil prices are high then the government can very conveniently keep prices high at home and blame it on the global prices but if the global prices are low then it is up to the government to reduce the price and most of the time the government will not let that benefit pass on to the consumers as it will tax high and collect more revenue now coming to oil bonds which were issued by the UPA government from 2005 to 2010 Okay so petrol and diesel prices got deregulated in 2009 and 2014 respectively as in the government was no longer regulating the market prices like before it was not going to the oil manufacturing companies and asking them to keep low prices in the market uh i mean that is exactly what happened before 2010 like before 2010 there was a huge government intervention in the oil industry right um like let's just consider that you are a businessman and you are driven by profits just like any other businessman and um, you intend to sell your products at the market price which is the organic price uh, which is de- uh, determined by the demand and supply of the product right now one fine day the government comes up to you and says that Hey your product is really essential for human survival and uh, we want every indian to be able to pay for it so from now on you have to decrease its price as per us as per what we say as per what we quote and uh, don't worry we will uh, compensate you with the amount that you will be losing out now this is what happened before deregulation of prices the government used to compensate the oil manufacturing companies and after a point the deficit grew to such multifolds that they came up with another idea the infamous oil bonds now the government was no longer able to pay the omcs so they decided to issue sovereign oil bonds instead of paying them through cash subsidy and these sovereign oil bonds issued in favor of oil companies like indian oil corp or hpcl or vpcl were transferable allowing these companies to raise immediate cash at that time now the government being the issuer would bear the interest payments and redemption at maturity now during that time the omcs were selling fuel at lower than international market prices to keep it affordable and the government compensated those companies for it well 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 here goes my favorite line by my favorite economist and i quote there are such thing as a free lunch the repayments of these oil bonds now span till 2026 for the next 6 years the government has to pay a total debt obligation worth rupees 1.30 lakh crore 
every year the central has to pay this debt with interest and this year it has got to pay around 20,000 crore rupees including the interests. So this is exactly what the current central government is pointing at, at this exact 20,000 crore rupees. But hear me out. The central has mopped excise duty up 88% at rupees 3 lakh crore. Hmm, so let me get this straight. 20,000 crore rupees for oil bonds versus 3 lakh crore rupees from taxes. Interestingly, it comes to just 6%. So technically, the hike in fuel prices is partly due to a repayment which comprises just 6% of the taxes. So where is the money going exactly? Well, fiscal expenditures, health infrastructure expenditures, free vaccination drives, Atmanirbhar Bharat initiative stimulus, 20.9 trillion rupees, 73,000 crore rupees, 2.65 trillion rupees, running an economy staffed with lockdowns and mostly lockdowns which are counterproductive, but let that just be your topic for another day. Yeah, some good load of government expenses. We are currently standing at a fiscal deficit of 9.3% against deficit target of 6.3%. And just to be clear, there is no such thing as government-sponsored stimulus packages or free vaccination drives. It's all the money of the taxpayers. So now the question is, is there no other means for the government to collect revenue? There definitely is. But due to regional lockdowns, the revenue collection has slumped. And being a raw material which is open to such heavy taxes, Petrol seems to be the prudent way for governments to fund their expenses. It has the least price elasticity, meaning people will never stop buying it irrespective of its price because it is a raw material, uh, just like people will never stop consuming bread or milk or alcohol or cigarettes. And secondly, there is a huge gap between the number of people who pay income tax or, or direct tax and people who pay consumption tax or indirect tax. Increasing the income tax to collect revenue during this pandemic that too will be a political suicide. So the easiest way is to just increase the tax on the most important raw material and just get away with it by blaming the global prices. So now you might think, what was the point of the deregulation of the prices in the first place? If at the end of the day you are not going to let the benefit of low international price pass on to the end consumers, why would you just deregulate? Or a wiser question would be, are the fuel prices deregulated at all? Well, it's clearly not. Even after the so-called deregulations, we can see it is very easy for the governments to control the oil prices in the market. So what can be done about it? According to me, GST on fuel is inevitable and urgent. And I'll come to that in the later section. But just know one thing, uh, any price regulation, be it a raw material or pesticides or any commodity for that matter is bad and is costlier than the market prices in the long run. It makes the people depend more on a single entity called the government and depending on that government for getting any of your job done makes the government bigger and mightier which has very sad economic impacts in the long run. Um, so yeah, coming to the after effect of the increase in petrol prices. It will have a cascading effect. Petrol is a raw material. If the price of a raw material goes up, the cost of production goes up. And if the cost of production goes up, the producers don't want to miss out on their profit margins. 
So they just increase the price of the products, which is finally incurred by the end consumers like you and me. And this is what inflation is all about. The inflation target set by RBI this year was 2-6%. to And as per the latest reports, we are currently standing at 6.26%. Now let's discuss what happens if the taxes on fuel are cut, which they eventually will. We can have two possible cases. First is the optimistic one where the disposable income of people will increase, they will spend that money into other goods and services, this will pace up the economy, leading to economic growth, higher employment, and in this case, the government will have to collect taxes through other means, or it has to, you know, uh, decrease the government expenditures. And I'm sure that there are more qualified minds in the government and they have already thought about this option. The second possibility is the bad one. If the first prediction goes south ways, that is, if people don't spend much, which too is possible because in the pandemic, generally people, you know, seem to spend less and save more, then decreasing the government taxes will not really help the situation. It will not lead to people spending more or the economy pacing up. Uh, meanwhile, the government expenses will continue growing with fewer revenue and the fiscal deficit or the public debt will increase, which will increase the interest rates. And that can lead to stagflation, which is the state of high inflation plus lower economic growth plus high unemployment. So, yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I'd say increasing the petrol prices to extract revenue is not a prudent option. If the taxes are cut, spending more is inevitable. So the economy will pace up and the government will eventually automatically start earning revenue. People are just waiting for the lockdowns to get lifted. There are restrictions all around, but people are still optimistically spending. No one wants to be shut in a room and just spend no money, right? And increasing fuel price is definitely not helping the situation. It is really pinching the pockets. Like, if you look around, we all know how the shops are running from under the shutters after the so-called curfews. So people want to spend, they want to get back to normal. So cutting taxes on fuel will do more good than harm. All right, on that note, it is time for a very short break. I hope you're with me till now and I'll see you after a few seconds. Hello and welcome back everyone. Before the break, we covered most of the ground on international prices, pricing system, whys and hows of rising fuel prices. We also debunked a few arguments posed by the governments on the price rise and tried to look into the genuine economic reasons. We also talked about the so-called deregulations of prices. Next up, we will explore what the experts have got to say about this and the chances of GST under fuel prices. So what do you think the experts have got to say about this? The RBI governor Shakti Kantadas has already asked the state and the central government to decrease the taxes on fuel while watching out both the debt constraints and the inflationary pressure. The target for the fiscal deficit set by the RBI was 6.3% but we are now standing at 9.3% and that's due to stimulus packages or free vaccination drives or unforeseen expenses, right? And a few days back, the Niti Aayog Vice Chairperson Dr. Rajiv Kumar has requested the government to not worry about the fiscal deficit or inflation and spend as much as it can to save lives and livelihood. Alright, I think I have covered most of the ground on current taxes. Let us now move on to the last section, which is GST. 
Coming to the most pressing question, why don't we just include fuel prices under GST like other goods and services? Wasn't GST introduced to prevent arbitrary taxes by both central and state and to introduce uniformity and fiscal discipline in the first place? Implementation of GST also meant temporary loss of revenue for the states. So in order to compensate them, the Centre and the GST Council came up with a fund called GST Compensation to States, where a part of the GST collection was redistributed to the states by the central government for a period of five years. Now, during the pandemic, the central delayed this reimbursement and this led to a tiff and mistrust between the central and the state. Now, coming to fuel under GST. If this is done, there are going to be costs which has to be recovered systematically. Uh, problem number one is that on an average, collectively the states would lose an annual revenue of 2 lakh crore rupees. It is a loss for states and they have every reason to not agree to GST on fuel in this case, right? If you do the math, currently the final price of petrol is 160% of crude oil price. So let us consider that the government will charge the highest tax lab, which is 28% on crude oil and add a cess to make the transition smoother. The government can use this cess to uh, compensate the states for their loss in revenue for the short term and, you know, gradually decrease it to zero. Meanwhile, the states have to look at other means to collect revenue. So basically follow a similar process of GST compensation to states like before. And this can prevent a direct hit on the state's revenue, right? So where's the problem? <laughs> well, problem number two. How do you make sure that the additional cess charged by the center in the GST regime is not high? Or is it not defeating the very purpose of GST? The government has to voluntarily make sure that it is taking that cess to zero gradually. Problem number three. How do you convince the states to make this deal? There is already an existing mistrust between them and the center. Let us not forget all these states look at offers only for short terms, as long as their political power is dominant in that state. They do not want to sign up for things which will cut their revenues in short term, nor do they want to have a GST compensation deal with center because the last time they did have a similar deal, the center delayed their reimbursements. Now, the only way to go ahead with this one is for the state, center and the GST council to sit and come to a consensus where center for obvious reasons will have to sell a better deal and rebuild the trust of the states. A proper plan of action for the next five years where GST of 28% is imposed along with additional cess, which is equally distributed between the states and the central for the next five years. And I think only this can save the day for the consumers. And this can practically happen once the economy is past this dreadful pandemic. For now, all we can do is just hope for the center to lower the taxes before the inflation gets unmanageable. Now, before I leave, here's the quote of the episode. For every rupee the government raises, it costs rupees three to the society. Now, this one is taken from the book by Vijay Kelkar and Ajay Shah called In Service of the Republic. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you have any suggestions or questions, then do drop a mail to the address in the description and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.